The Automotive News Canada podcast is brought to you by Diamond Coat. Did you know Diamond Coat has a 96% claims approval rate? This translates into happy customers and repeat service business. But really, you get much, much more when you become a Diamond Coat dealer. Advantages like in-house chemical manufacturing, product fulfillment, bilingual claim support, and a highly experienced team with decades of F&I experience. Visit DiamondCoat.com to get started. Diamond Coat, we've got you covered. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the April 8th, 2022 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. One of my guests today, and I have two of them, described first quarter sales as lackluster. And he's not too bullish on the next few months either. My other guest doesn't believe production, inventory, or sales will return to something close to normal until sometime next year. So what's the problem? What lies ahead? What are customers buying? And will the chip shortage ever end? We'll get the answers to those questions and a whole lot more when I speak with J.D. Power's Robert Carwell and Auto Forecast Solutions' Sam Fiorani on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. So let's start here. What are your initial thoughts about the first quarter and what lies ahead? Yeah, Q1 was was lackluster in in, in performance, Greg, and, and you know it's not entirely uh, surprising uh, because you know wherever we look, nowhere do we hear uh, many uh, many manufacturers indicating that their their um, uh, logistical supply situations are are, are going to be resolved. Right, so all these lingering problems with with uh, the chips specifically, so with other parts and and components uh you know the the increase uh in costs in in, in transit and, and difficulty in shippings uh and with the situation in europe and there's a lot of um there, there are two major uh you know uh, uh, wiring harness manufacturers in uh, located in, in in the ukraine and, and other uh, central european countries uh you know it, it it just piled on kind of more more difficulties now looking forward to the rest of the year um we still see the you know sort of the high price low incentive um uh, regime for for the rest of the calendar year basically we don't see a lot of significant changes to that inventory is tight prices are high so is the cost of gasoline so what are people buying yeah no great great question Craig, and, and and you 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 took some of the words right out of my mouth uh subcompact utility um is is doing quite well. So that's really the one seg- sector that that's picked up uh, in the first quarter. Now heading into this year, uh, we saw uh, intermediate uh, SUV and subcompact SUV both overtake compact car at full retail as as segments okay. in in Canada. So that that compact car continues to erode. Uh, but but the big winner the last two months specifically has been subcompact SUV. Is that uh, indicating an affordability problem as we go forward, uh, or people are kind of looking at gas prices and thinking, oh, I should buy a smaller engine vehicle. Maybe we're watching the affordability issue a little bit more right now. Uh, there's nothing we have to pinpoint that the uptake 
in subcompact utility was due to uh, you know payment pressure and budget pressures, at least yet. Right? Uh, we want we want a few more months of data before we call that out as a trend. It's not yet a budget issue. We're, we're so we're not saying the sky is falling uh, right now. In terms of gas pricing, you know it has the immediate psychological effect. Will it have a longer term effect? It's it's hard to say right now. No. But it's something that we'll we'll monitor going forward. Is there a gas price per liter that eventually shifts the focus toward consumers choosing electric vehicles over ones powered by an internal combustion engine? So I look at it by um, kind of uh, peeling that back to the two essential questions consumers need to ask themselves. Do you want to save gas or do you want to save money? Right, Because there are two different things. Buying an EV, and there's lots and lots of good reasons to buy uh, a new energy uh, vehicle, and we can't get into all of them on on the on this call. But um, buying an EV just to save gas right now, the payback is still going to take an awfully long time because at at a dollar sixty seventy liter, the the economics aren't entirely there in in the consumer's favor. That certainly, you know accelerates whenever gas goes up and and no one knows you know the, the point at with the tipping point right is a two dollars liter you know breaking that psychological two dollar barrier which i know we did in in in, uh, in southern ontario um you know just just a few weeks ago mm-hmm. it's come down since then uh or, or is it 250 or is it three dollars a liter uh no one really knows um the quickest way a consumer can save uh money is just to buy a smaller vehicle uh period I want to ask, what's happening in the luxury market? What we know about Canada right now is is demand is high and it's stable, and demand for luxury cars is is quite high. You know, it's a luxury car share of the total market is is increasing, and we also see kind of the um, you know in, inside of that a little bit, we see that the. Um, what Canadians are trading their vehicles in for, we see more uh, non-luxury trade-ins coming into luxury brands as Canadians are, you know, wanting to to step up to um, uh, to a nicer uh, automobile and and a, and a more expensive uh, automobile uh, at that. We'll be right back after this short break. Diamond Coat has been a leading F and I provider to the retail automotive industry. For over 50 years, our philosophy hasn't changed. For us to provide the best products and services, we need total control over every part of our business. From R&D to manufacturing to claims administration, we do everything in-house. We're committed to introducing the best quality products to the market. And recently, through our partnership with Kix Global, we're able to bring the Kix Locate Theft Recovery System to dealerships across Canada. This covert device can be used within your dealership to track, maintain, and safeguard your assets. No wires, no monthly fees, just full protection. It's this kind of commitment that has made Diamond Coat Canada's most trusted warranty providers for all automotive dealers, manufacturers, and customers. To find out more about our new anti-theft products and programs, visit diamondcoat.com. That's diamondcoat.com to get started. Diamond Coat, we've got you covered. Knowing that luxury sales were still strong despite a global chip shortage, I asked my next guest, Sam Fiorani of Auto Forecast Solutions, how that was even possible for automakers. They are shifting their priorities towards the the higher-end models. If you see that uh, uh, Ford sold more 
$50,000 plus vehicles than any other brand last year. That This is where we're going. We're, we're focusing on the high-end products at the cost of the low-end products. So if you're in the market for uh, an entry-level vehicle, you're going to take it on the chin because they're not there. And anyone who's looking for a uh, $50,000, $70,000 vehicle, those are more likely to be in stock uh, simply because they're profitable and uh, manufacturers don't have to put incentives on those vehicles to get them out the door. Uh, if you only have so many chips to, to go on, they're going to go on the pickup trucks. They're going to go on luxury cars when you have them in, in your portfolio. This is where you're going to focus all your, your, your chips. So when does North American production and Canadian dealer lots return to quote unquote normal pre pandemic levels of output and inventory? We expect it to happen before the end of this year, but the, length of time it has taken to to get uh, to address the chip situation it keeps pushing it back and we don't expect to have reasonable inventories before 2023 most likely wow the problem with the old inventory levels is that manufacturers and dealers have supposedly learned their lesson and found that they can make money with the less inventory capitalism the way it is dealers are going to want to sell as many as possible and manufacturers are going to want to sell as many as possible. So when the the capacity is filled up again, we're going to start seeing more vehicles on lots and uh, incentives on hoods, everything that we used to see. It's just going to push it out until, until at least the end of 23 before we get that kind of inventory around. We're, we're not looking at a, a quick turnaround. And if the industry has learned its lesson as it says it has, we may never see that that happen again. So we know President Joe Biden is pressing for and helping land more U.S. production of microchips. And Canada, too, has announced funding to jumpstart domestic production here. Are North American governments doing enough to help alleviate the problem? It should have started a year ago. This should have started when the first signs of the shortage appeared. Uh, this, these are things that you cannot do immediately. It, no matter how much money you throw at it, you just can't get a plant running tomorrow making chips. So it, all these things would have taken time if you had started it a year ago, January, or if you started today. Making sure that you have them long term, the, the chip, the demand for chips is not going to slow down anytime soon. And it, more and more items are getting chips all the time. So making sure that there are enough chips for automotive production just makes perfect sense. If it's now or a year ago, at this point, it doesn't matter. Just as long as you you are focusing some attention on getting those chips into production and into vehicles so that consumers can get vehicles at reasonable prices uh, as opposed to just selling $100,000 vehicles to, to whoever can afford that. So what else does the microchip shortage do to inventory? And I'm talking about the vehicles that are available to buy. Look at all the vehicles that have been impacted by the, the shortage of chips. It's affecting sales in the heart of North America. And Canada appreciates uh, pickup trucks, minivans, vehicles like that. And it hit right at the heart of those vehicles. Uh, Chevrolet, Ford. Ram to some extent, and uh, and especially to the uh, the Chrysler minivans, the, all these vehicles have been hit really hard, and these are among the most popular in Canada. 
the chips that they have have been uh, going into vehicles such as the F-Series and the Silverado, but uh, we're seeing uh, accessories removed, uh, heated seats, uh, navigation systems from uh, Nissan, uh, all these different items have been removed just to keep these vehicles in production. So, so they have been working really hard at making sure these highly profitable and highly desirable models are still in production. We're still waiting for better sourcing of chips, uh, more consistent sourcing of chips. These are things that should have been addressed from day one, and we're still waiting for, for a proper answer. I want to thank Robert and Sam for being my guests this week. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glayson at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.